welcome to Marketer's Brief. I'm AdAge food reporter Jessica Wall. On this episode, I'm speaking with Charlie Chappell, the head of integrated media and comms planning at the Hershey Company, or just the head of media for short. Charlie's been with Hershey since 2012, and he's been in his media role since 2015. We're going to talk about newer platforms where Hershey is placing some bets to reach audiences that are spending less of their time with linear media. Charlie will share why he believes Twitch is a great bet for Hershey and the opportunity he sees to do more with esports. In May, Twitch announced a year-long plan with Hershey's that it called one of the most in-depth deals a non-endemic brand has made with the esports platform. Hershey and some of its brands are going to show up in everything from video ads to sponsorships with some big players on the platform, in their streams, and at the TwitchCon North America convention in the fall. We'll also discuss which emerging platforms Charlie's keeping his eye on. Now, let's get to my conversation with Charlie Chappell. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining me. I'm Jessica Wall, food reporter at AdAge, and today I'm speaking with Charlie Chappell, who's the head of media at Hershey. Charlie, thanks for joining me. Very glad to be here. So I wanted to talk to you. There was an announcement recently from Hershey and Twitch about an extension of a deal that started a couple of years ago. Maybe we should take a step back and start with when Hershey started to get interested in Twitch. Yeah, we really started to get interested in Twitch a couple of years ago. Really, from a media standpoint, we were just trying to figure out, you know, how can we reach all the consumers we need to reach? And we were starting to see there was this particularly younger group of consumers that were getting hard to reach with traditional media. And we're looking around where they're spending their time. And that's what sort of clued us into this whole gaming and esports space. And so, you know, then you say, well, who should we partner with? And Twitch came on the radar. So, you know, we just started the the partnership with them with, you know, okay, let's buy some media. What more could we do? And it, and it built from there. Let me ask you this. Are you a gamer? Uh, I, no, I would not call myself a gamer. I have an interest in it, but you know, at this point I don't spend a whole lot of my personal time doing that. Maybe, you know, in my younger days, years ago, I would have done that, but not so much now. Okay. So when you first started hearing about Twitch, was it something that you were initially right on board with, or did you have to have a little bit of a learning session to get up to speed? You know, initially I was right on board with it. I, I do have the advantage that I have a now 17-year-old son and a 12-year-old son. Um, so I could look at it sort of through their lens um, and understand it. But I, I did need a bit of an education at first. It's like, how does this work? And people actually watch other people play video games. Um, but pretty much once I started to see this, I said, oh, I understand how this works and, and how this makes sense. Okay. So what was the initial work that Hershey did? Yeah, initially it was just a basic media buy uh, with the Twitch platform to get our brands on there, determining like, okay, which are the right brands to be on the platform across our portfolio and seeing how the basic media components of Twitch um, started to run. From there, we started to explore, okay, how do you go beyond just running ads on the platform to actually being more involved in the space itself and really connecting with the consumers who are in the gaming space? So. Obviously, Reese's is one of the brands that you have on Twitch. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Is that a matter of it being trying to 
capture a younger audience or it already has that audience and you want to amplify that message? Yeah, it's a little of both. I mean, you know, in basic media, you're always trying to follow the consumer where they went. And so Reese's was uh, a pretty obvious choice to say, okay, this is Reese's kind of appeals to almost everybody in the U.S. So um, this makes this made sense to go first uh, with that brand. But we looked at some of our other brands in our portfolio, like does this make sense for an icebreakers? Does this make sense for a Jolly Rancher? Some of our other brands that sort of skew younger and see what sort of role that they should play. So what are the roles that they're playing right now beyond a basic media buy? You've obviously expanded the partnership. You've linked up with some of the players. Yeah. Can you walk us through some of the things that are, that are going on on Twitch? Yeah, and, and, it, and it really started off sort of first understanding all the different opportunities that were in the ecosystem. And I think the, one of the biggest things that a lot of marketers, when they get into this space, they're a bit overwhelmed with all the different ways to play. You know, but we we made sure we sort of looked at all the different areas. It's like, okay, do I partner with Twitch? Do I partner with one of the major leagues? Do I partner with a team? Do I partner with a player? Um, you know, all the different ways in to say which one was going to be best. And then, okay, what do we want to try? So one of the first things that we did actually was last uh, fall in 2018, where we actually showed up at TwitchCon. And it was interesting because, you know, that was actually activating an event. And a lot of times events for us are, are good, but you don't really reach that many people at a physical event um, in totality, because there's only so many people that can be there. But what intrigued us about events in this page, like a TwitchCon or a PAX or something like that, is people actually watch they watch streams from what's happening at the event. So you just don't reach the people that are there. You reach the people that are outside of that as well. So what we had to do is say, okay, well, what are we going to do at TwitchCon? And the timing just happened to match up with when we were making some announcements about a new product. It was for our Hershey bars with Reese's Pieces in it. And, you know, we we internally called it a mashup, uh, which, you know, kind of fits into the gaming space. And so we went out there and just started a brief and say, what kind of a mashup could we do? And what we ended up with was getting uh, two of the big streamers, Ninja and Dr. Lupo, uh, to actually stream together. Uh, at first, and then they made an appearance with TwitchCon all in about introducing this new product, this new mashup that we were doing to the esports and gaming community. And that was last October, right? It was. It was, yes. So what kind of results did you see from that mashup? We were, uh, I'd say we were very pleasantly surprised. Uh, First off, the biggest thing was, is the community going to accept us as a non-endemic brand being present in the space, both, you know, within the stream that took place, but being at TwitchCon? And the response was unbelievable. I mean, we had the meet and greet with Ninja and Lupo um, the Saturday morning of TwitchCon right at the very beginning. And as soon as the doors opened, our line just went down the hallway. Um, it was even the Twitch folks were like, oh my gosh, I can't believe how many people you have, you know, wanting to persist, participate in this. And, uh, you know, it's what we found was, was everybody was like, yeah, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad to see you're participating in this, but not just like showing up, but understanding how to play within the space. And a lot of that was, because we were learning at the same time, we made sure that as we were talking with our two streamers, um, 
that, you know, we're learning from them because this is all an experiment. This is all about how do we innovate going forward? And we needed to recognize there were some things we didn't understand. So we were talking with, you know, Lupo and Ninja about, okay, how do we do this the best way and and took advice from them? How did you get hooked up with Ninja and Dr. Lupo? I mean, they're two big names. Yeah. You're new to the space. Yeah. And you obviously are a big name and you've got Hershey and Reese's so that those are brands that people have heard of. But as you mentioned, you're non-endemic brands. Right, right. It really was. We started with our media agency, which is uh, UM, Universal McCann, and working with some folks there who are uh, really diving deep into the space. And then we actually, at first... We took a trip out to LA and where a lot of this stuff's happening and met with a lot of people in the space and ended up uh, working with a company called Adder, which basically gave us the context to the two streamers and helped us to execute the whole thing. So it was really starting to find people in the space who are, are endemic to it, who could help advise us as we went through. But we made sure that we were very actively involved. It wasn't something where we kind of threw it over to an agency and say, oh, just go execute it for us. I think that's one of the other things that I've learned from this is you have to dig in and get to understand it yourself. So for people who were there, they were able to wait in this line. Yeah. Meet the meet the streamers, uh-huh. try the product. Yeah. What was the experience like for people who were watching from home? I think a lot of them, they were um, like one of the things that we did is we were handing out uh, the new candy bar and it actually wasn't available yet in stores. So it was a bit of an exclusive. And so what we were asking is when people come up and wanted to you know get a sample of it, we said, hey, could you just take a picture of this and post it in social media? Um, to tell people, you know, about your experience and whether that was with, you know, for the meet and greet or, you know, we were there for the whole weekend. Um, we, f- it was amazing because, you know, well over 90% of the people who came up said, oh yeah, I'm more than willing to do that. And so that then started the conversation on social media. What is about this? When is it going to go show up that we could engage in as the launch of the product came up? Okay. And that was something that you wouldn't have been able to do through a traditional media buy or something like that. There's an event driven response. Yeah. I mean, you can do other events. There's a lot of events out there, but what we found in this is that the, the people who are in the space are highly involved and they were looking forward to TwitchCon coming up. So they were wanting to see what was coming out and we kind of surprised people because they're used to hearing about things in the space, new games or things coming out and here, why is this candy bar there? Oh, it's because of this. And as that went out, we found that people wanted to engage in that conversation. And so it it really ended up being like a way to reach these consumers that was different than any other way. And so that's what had us excited about it that tied specifically to a passion that they have. And when you say these consumers, it's a pretty broad demographic. Yeah. Can you talk about for for gamers? I mean, I think people, there are a lot of people who think gamers who think your 17-year-old and 12-year-old son, but that's yes. not the whole market. No, uh, I always say this is not your stereotypical uh, 24-year-old who can't get a job and still lives in their parents' basement. It is not that at all. It is, uh, we look at it from, you know, 14 to kind of 35 is kind of the sweet spot right now, which is pretty broad. It's probably two-thirds to 75% uh, male but there's a big female contingent that is growing up. In fact, we've now, we announced our partnership with Dr. Lupo and it's not just with him, but with his wife, Sam as well, because she streams as well. And they do a lot of stuff together, which really thought fit for us as a brand. So recently you announced a new plan with, or sort of 
strengthening your ties with Twitch, doing some more things. Can you yeah. tell our listeners about those plans? Sure. We, we basically, as we were looking at how to navigate the ecosystem, what we came to we came to the realization that we needed someone to help us sort of run some of this centrally and twitch given where they play in the ecosystem was the perfect partner to go do this so they could help us partner with other streamers they could help us partner with events they could help us partner with teams and so twitch sort of becomes the common thread through everything that everything throughout the year kind of kind of goes through them so that's basically how the partnership came about okay and does that mean less work on your end because twitch is doing this or is it more work because you're trying to figure out a way to amplify what you did last year? Yeah, it's definitely not less work. What I'd say is that this way we're able to find a partner for which we can make a plan for the entire year across multiple brands, which is what we have to do. So in that sense, between us and Twitch and our media agency, that's sort of the central team that lays everything out. And then depending on, you know, whether it's um, Hershey's with uh, Dr. Lupo and Sam or Reese's with Tim or, you know, what we're doing with the LA Valiant, that's that common theme that ties it throughout versus, you know, if you're not careful, they can be like a bunch of one-off events that don't tie together. So right now you're actually playing in a variety of spaces. You're playing across Twitch, the platform. Right. Mm-hmm. With a league as well, right? And then with individual streamers. Mm-hmm. Correct. That's right. The league portion isn't a typical like full league sponsorship. We're just doing with the LA Valiant uh, a Rivals Weekend uh, for the Overwatch League. So we're partnered with them about that event. We've seen, we've been very excited about um, some of the the first Rivals Weekend got some amazing viewership for the Overwatch League. So we're excited to see what happens because we'll be the third one of those uh, Rivals Weekends for this season. And in terms of the brands that'll be playing there, is that also Hershey's and Reese's? Uh, no, actually, it's Kit Kat. Um, so this is part of our plan as, you know, we ha- with this broad portfolio of brands, how does each one play and how do we use different brands to experiment in different places along the way so that we learn from this ecosystem what really works for us so that then going forward as the space continues to grow, um, we start to learn what of it works for us and what doesn't and we can double down into those places. Okay. And without disclosing details, although you're welcome to do so, <laughs> what is the financial um, haul you're, you're dealing with with all of this? Yeah, it's, um, it's significant enough that we are going to get some really good learnings. Um, and it's on par with the, the potential of the audience that's there for our business right now. So it's not drips and drabs, but um, you know, it, it's, it's, it's enough that we're going to get some good learnings out of that. It, we're, not, um, we're not just dabbing our toes in the water, I guess. So I danced around not giving you an exact number, but hopefully that helps. So not toes, but maybe waist high in the water? <laughs> Depends on how you define that. <laughs> um, in terms of your overall media planning, mm-hmm. walk me through this year, what are some of the highlights that people should have seen or should start to see as the rest of the year progresses? Um, in the esports space or uh, more broadly than that? We can talk about both. I think esports is is yeah. an interesting part of it because it's something that is still percolating yeah. in a lot of companies. I wouldn't say it's like fully there. Yeah. And in terms of snack brands, you're further along than, than many. 
Yeah. But I want to get a sense of how this fits into your overall media strategy. Yeah. You know, from the overall media strategy, it really fits as a key way to reach that younger demographic. And there's other ways that you do that as well that I think everybody is using. You know, a lot of digital media plays in there, the YouTubes, the Snapchats, um, a, a lot of different ways to do that. So it fits kind of into that realm for the brands that it makes sense to reach that consumer. You know, what, what we're doing specifically now is, is, and I think this is important, we looked at the brand's calendar to say, when would it make sense to do something? So, um, for example, uh, for Reese's, they're coming out this summer with a new product called Reese's Lovers, which is like, you know, we know some consumers really love the peanut butter in a Reese's, and that's why they eat it. And some people really like the chocolate. So we have two different products where one has more peanut butter and one has more chocolate, and they're both out there at the same time this summer. And we thought that was a perfect thing to activate in this space. Um, and so a lot of what you're going to see, our partnership with Tim, uh, with Tim the Tapman in this is going to be talking about that and some of the things he's going to be doing, like maybe streaming with some other streamers. And maybe the discussion is about is one more team chocolate and one more team peanut butter. You'll start to see that go on through the summer, really just to drive an engagement and an awareness um, about this particular new innovation that we have coming out. So that's just an example of how it would fit in. And are you on team peanut butter or team chocolate? I'm more team peanut butter. <laughs> Not afraid to admit it. <laughs> Neither am I. Okay. Yeah. So we can play. We can play on the same on the same team for that one. That's good. Exactly. That's. True. I don't want to start. I don't want to start a battle royale here. You know. <laughs> you know, at the end of the day, whatever folks want to do, uh, whichever team they go on, we're we're happy with both. We're not sorry about that whatsoever. <laughs> I'm not saying that the chocolate ones are bad. True. Peanut butter ones are just way better. No, I'm just kidding. I hear I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, we're getting a little off topic, and you can tell that we're recording this as we're getting ready for lunchtime. Um, let's talk about some of the other things. You mentioned YouTube. You mentioned Snapchat. Yeah. How do those fit into the plan? Yeah, the, one of the interesting things we see in the gaming space is that you know there is the live streaming that happens on Twitch, but there's a lot of viewing that happens on YouTube as well. Um, say you miss a stream and you want to go see something, you know that's one of the ways that you can go and do that. So you know we're starting to talk with YouTube about how we bring this whole thing together. Um, you know. Obviously, you're playing with different media partners within the same space, but that's par for the course in media. Uh, you know, a lot of times, no matter what you're doing, you're trying to bring together all the best partners for what they do. So we're excited to sort of watch to see how uh, our consumers engage with this when they go to YouTube and starting to talk to them about maybe some of the, the things that we can blow that out more with them. So is that a matter of a six second or 15 second ad before they watch a recorded stream? Or what are people seeing on YouTube, for example? Yeah, it could be that, or they see a cut down of, you know, Tim talking about, you know, um, he, he may, he may take the stream that he did with us, cut it down into something that's shorter and put that up on YouTube that happens to be talking about, uh, you know, our Reese's lovers, uh, product that's coming out. So there's a lot of different ways to bring that. I think, you know, that's the biggest thing for us is you just have to be constantly experimenting in this space. You got to be okay that some of the things aren't all go to, aren't all going to work. Um, and go into that and learn on the fly and and move your stuff around, move your investment, move your money to the things that are really working. Because what we find is when something starts to work, um, you start to see it pretty quickly. And and if it doesn't, um, you, you know, you you go in and try to understand why, and then make it better the next time. What were some of the 
levels that you needed to see to commit more to Twitch, for example? You obviously started out, it took not that long before you really increased your investment in this space. Yeah, it it started off with like understanding the size of the audience that we could reach. Um, You know, it's really basic. Honestly, sometimes it starts with the basics, like what kind of media are we buying? What's delivering? How are the consumers responding when we're on the platform? And then it just gets into, let's just go try something. Now, let's not bet the farm on this first thing we're going to try, because if we don't get it right the first time, you know, then everyone's like, oh, that esports thing, it, it doesn't work. Uh, don't worry about gaming anymore. You tried this one thing, it didn't work. So it was more of a build up, build up, build up over time to to get to the level. And and really this last year, what it came down to was what's a full year commitment start to look like and how do we start to play from that standpoint? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And then in terms of the other ways that you're trying to reach the younger audiences, mm-hmm. are there any that you would call out as being as as important to the plan as Twitch, or is that the main buy? Yeah, I wouldn't call it a main buy. I don't know, especially for the younger audience. Um, from a media standpoint, a lot of the time spent is fairly fragmented. So that's one where you do, if you really want to be able to reach them in a lot of different ways, you're going to have to build up a portfolio of ways to do that. Understand that, you know, the way the same consumer could, we can reach them via Twitch, but we can also reach them say on Snapchat or on Instagram. And, but how you do that is different in each of those occasions and in total, the whole picture comes together But as you're talking to them and reaching them. But you're going to need some aspect of all of them as well as some other uh, partners to be able to deliver an entire program. And what about the brands on the non-chocolate side? You mentioned icebreakers earlier. So I want to make sure we talk about the other parts of the portfolio and how they're playing in, in digital media. Yeah, no, I mean, the we have icebreakers, we have Twizzlers, we have Jolly Ranchers. All of them, you know, are beginning to invest as well. Icebreakers has actually been one of our brands that's been sort of uh, more at the forefront of using digital media. Um, We're beginning to look at how they play uh, within the esports and gaming space. So there may be more to come on that in the future. Okay. And in terms of the uh, overall company, how much is digital media versus, I guess you would call it traditional media at this point? Yeah, we're, um, I'd say it's shifting more towards the digital away from what we'll call linear uh, versus traditional. Um, and, and really, it is completely driven by the consumer. Um, as the consumer shifts their media habits, and then we look at who are the players out there and the pricing that are involved, that's how we decided to shift our money over time. It, it, in that way, it kind of becomes simple. Um, I've been at this long enough. You know, At the times, companies in the past would declare, oh, we're going to spend 30% of our media in digital next year. And what I've found is that really doesn't work because where did you get that number from? Um, so, uh, so that's more of how we look at it. And you have the calendar, you look at various products that are coming out, you can tie things to that, to those, to that calendar. So absolutely. No. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is driven at the end of the day by our, our brands sitting down, looking at their year. What are their priorities? What are the new innovations that are coming out? Is it going to be a big Easter season? You know, we look at Easter, Halloween, 
And once we lay that out and who are the consumers are they want to reach, then we go out. Our job on the media team is to identify either the publishers or the properties that are going to best help them to deliver that goal. And that's really how esports has grown up is we've seen occasions where the brand just says, here's my priority. Here's my innovation. Here's what I'm going to do. And we may come to them and say, well, here's this tried and true way to do it, but here's a new experiment. Here's a new innovation that we think this is the perfect place to go try and learn. And, you know, and, and sometimes as we go through the process, it's like, ah, maybe it's not the right time for that. But then we find a few and we jump in and we learn. So what emerging platforms are you paying attention to now? No, I think that's a great question. Um, I think the social media space is going to be very interesting to watch um, over the coming days. Obviously, there's a lot of conversations about Facebook and Instagram and everything going on there. And you're starting to see user, you're starting to see the the monthly active user numbers on platforms like uh, uh, Snap or Twitter or even some like Reddit um, or Imager are starting to come up. So I think it's going to be fascinating to watch how consumers evolve their social media habits, we're going to have to figure out how to play on the platforms that they go to and see if it makes sense. So that's, you know, I always say to my team, we're just in this constant state of innovation um, that, you know, hopefully it excites you uh, (laughs) to be trying out all these new things all the time and figuring out what works as the landscape changes. And how often do you share the same message across various social media platforms Versus changing it up because people don't want to necessarily see the same thing on Instagram that they're seeing you yeah. know, on Facebook or on Snap. Yeah, no, I think that's a, I think that's a great question. So everything should be anchored in the core idea of the brand. So right now, Reese's, the whole campaign is about not sorry. Now, how Reese's shows up in a not sorry message on Instagram would be different than Snap, but it still should ladder back up to that core campaign idea. Um, the Hershey brand is all about heartwarming the world. And so that's another way that you look at each of the platforms and say, how does heartwarming the world come to life in this particular platform versus another? But it still all comes back to to that that same idea. Okay. And is there one new platform that you see bubbling up? Is there what's what's the next Twitch or the next Snapchat? Oh my gosh. Um I'm actively watching what's happening on TikTok right now. Um obviously I I don't know the stats on this one right now, but it but it's gaining some traction, but you know, but but I'm also looking at it kind of cautiously because, uh, you know, Musical.ly came before that and kind of was the same thing or, or Vine to see what kind of happens there um, to see if consumers engage in it. Okay. And before we go, I need to ask you a question. I always ask people who make food, what's your favorite product that you sell? Uh, my favorite product that I sell is actually the Take 5 candy bar, uh, which is a phenomenal one it, that, that a lot of people don't know about it, but you might just be hearing a little bit more about it in the days and weeks and months to come. So if you haven't tried to take five, I highly recommend you go out and do that. I have tried to take five and I know what you're talking about. So we can actually (laughs) (laughs) disclose here for those who were not at the Sweets and Snacks show, take five is actually made with Reese's peanut butter. Exactly. So now it's going to be the Reese's Take 5. Absolutely. Reese's is taking over Take 5, which is some pretty exciting news that we've got coming up. And uh, uh, we're working on a lot of great plans to make sure that everybody hears more about that now that we've announced that. So it's going to be an exciting uh, couple of months there. All right. Well, Charlie Chappell, thanks so much for joining me on this episode of Marketer's Brief. Fabulous. It was a pleasure. Thanks again to Charlie Chappell, the head of media at Hershey Company, for joining me today. 
I'm Jessica Wall, and you've been listening to Marketer's Brief, produced by Max Sternlich. Make sure you subscribe to Marketer's Brief wherever you get your podcasts. That way you'll never miss an episode. And for all of our news, you can check us out at adage.com. <laughs>